Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Carolina Panthers now headline the 2023 NFL Draft. They have moved all the way up with Chicago Bears from pick nine to pick one. Hayden, we have to start with the details of this move. Pick number nine, pick 61, a first round pick in 2024, a second round pick in 2025, plus wide receiver DJ Moore, who's on a very, very, very nice contract. We had heard Ryan Poles over the last couple weeks, especially at the NFL Combine, say this is my price three first rounders, second rounders included. When you see this package, this deal from both sides, what jumps to mind? This is the cost it takes to go from nine to first overall is a basically around three first round picks. The DJ Moore, how I'm kind of viewing this is he's valued as a future uh, first round pick or kind of in that early second round pick because they did not have to trade away uh, that early uh, second rounder that they have right now so i think this fair compensation this is just what it takes and the panthers for the last couple of years have been dicking around with veteran quarterbacks that aren't very good uh or just quarterbacks that are bad in general uh this is one that where they have a chance that has a better path to becoming a top 10 quarterback so we'll get into which quarterbacks those are but i think that there are a couple of guys that have a chance to be in kind of that Dak prescott range so really when you look at it one and nine cancel each other out because they're in the same year. And as you said, it is pick 61 instead of pick 39, which the Panthers also own. 61 is actually from the 49ers in the Christian McCaffrey deal. And obviously a first round pick in 2024, a second round pick in 2025. And the DJ Moore kicker, which very fascinating. First, Ian Rappaport tweeted out the entire thing. Then Adam Schefter had the details. Almost again, as the kicker at the end and I feel like from the Bears' perspective, and we can talk about this later on in the conversation, the only way and what we are seeing throughout the league in order to get a top-end wide receiver is either draft one yep. or trade for one. They yep. just simply are not available in free agency. So with the Panthers and the Colts mostly vying for that number one spot, it was like the DJ Moore versus Michael Pittman and which team was willing to do it. I can tell you, I can tell all of you that it was very difficult to send away DJ Moore heard that immediately after this deal was done from someone in that building. So yeah. they had to do it though. You have mm -hmm. to make this kind of move in order to get to number one. And now you get your pick of the top two of the top three or the top four. And you have a long time to figure out that decision. And if you're looking at the wide receiver class, both in the free agency and in the draft, the strength of it, if there is a strength at all, it'd be more of these underside slot type of players. DJ Moore is, is somebody that can win on the outside, get down a uh, field, as well. So he's a unique body with this. Obviously, the Carolina Panthers, another thing they said at the combine is that this is going to be a sexy draft, a sexy offseason because they've addressed the defense and the offensive line. Well, guess what? They were already saying that they're going to address wide receiver. That was before the DJ Moore trade. So expect all of their cap space, which right now 
They have $22 million in cap space. If they get rid of Shaq Thompson, that goes up to $35 million. They can add basically one to two okay free agents here, and then it's going to come down to these day two draft picks that the Panthers still have expected a wide receiver in that early second round. And that's kind of the sweet spot. Josh Downs, maybe Zay Flowers, Jalen Hyatt, those types. But you can basically pencil them in for a wide receiver that at that pick. And before we get into the two or three or even four names that are possible at number one now, I do like to go through a little bit of these details. You and I did that combine post show from all the press conferences and Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Chicago Bears, even mentioned that it's probably in their advantage to do a deal before free agency when players are involved because they have a record number of cap space plus draft capital in order to spend this offseason. So now you don't have to go into free agency thinking you're going to sign Jacoby Myers or DJ Chark or any of these guys because now you have a trio of DJ Moore, Darno Mooney, and Chase Claypool, right? And so yep. wide receiver is no longer among their needs for for free agency. All right. And they got at the end, by the way, they get future ones. And I think that's important Correct. too. Because if if whoever the quarterback that Panthers get here absolutely stinks this first year, all of a sudden now you can have a little bit of insurance. And I still think that they could be a trade-down candidate even from that ninth overall pick too. They'd have so many uh, holes both on the offensive line and, and on defense. But the good news, when we went through the free agency show as well, there seems to be more defensive players, linebackers, and those type of things. And those are the positions that the Bears really, really desperately need. A few other wrinkles to note. The Panthers just restructured a few contracts, including Taylor Moten. Obviously, they're about to give Brian Burns a, a massive contract. They're not going to trade Brian Burns. Um, DJ Moore was possibly among that group to get a restructured contract, and he didn't. So that was a little tell when thinking that he might have been on the move um, on this front. All right. Shall we discuss the number one overall pick? That's why everyone's here. I will tell you all this. No one has ever had the type of access we have to someone that is literally a part of making this number one pick decision as we have on this channel. If you are new, welcome for the first time. I was lucky enough to spend every single week of the regular season, basically, with Josh McCown, the Panthers quarterback coach, and Hayden, but we've been doing this for a very long time. Um, that means we have 30-plus minute evaluations on Bryce Young, on CJ Stroud, and of Will Levis. The next one was going to be Anthony Richardson. And now, Hayden, I feel like if I can just play this up just a little bit. I feel like now that they are at number one, that I can just release everything, you know? Sure. Because it's not as if they have to worry about, oh, if the Texans or the Colts or anyone else is going to mingle or meddle in the typical possible selection of who it could be. So, I think that at the end of the day, the Bryce Young versus CJ Stroud conversation is the one that has been driving this entire, um, let's say, draft process since the start of the season, right? Bryce Young, intriguing prospect. But every time I talk to Josh McCown, he loved, loved, loved the comfort in the chaos was always the phrase that he used. Uh, broke down the LSU game where they threw all different coverages and different packages up front with disruption. Um, loved again that he always kept his eyes up and for a smaller frame was able to work over the middle of the field, but can't fix the size and necessarily can't fix a big arm. Do you agree with all of those things that were said? 
those are directionally accurate. We are just going to debate the longevity of him and yeah, how much that, that translate his, cause he's so dynamic in the pocket, but inside the pocket, you're that dynamic, but you're that small. That's where we have some debates. And at the same time, I know for a fact that Josh McCown at least really likes CJ Stroud. Does he like him more than Bryce Young? I guess you possibly know that. And anybody that watches the videos can come away with their own takeaways as well. I think that is perfect. All of you should watch them and try to read between the lines. Obviously, it is an edited program, but see the excitement level for certain things or the comparisons of each of these players or what he liked most about them and if that translates. That brings us now to CJ Stroud, who we can say Josh McCown, had a comparison to Joe Burrow. I would say that Burrow at LSU probably had a bit more mobility to his game, but if you extrapolate the CJ Stroud versus Georgia, it's probably equal, right? Mm -hmm. But what we all love about Stroud is just the delivery of, of the precision. Um, it's like play in and play out is right there, right in front of whoever's catching passes for the Carolina Panthers this season. And you don't have the size concerns. You don't have any of that. Um, personally, Personally, if I was to guess of the, let's say the 10 plays that made Josh more excited than anything of these three prospects, it was CJ Stroud versus, versus Georgia. And it wasn't just, you know, big moment, big game firing through. We also went through an entire two minute drill, which I think for quarterbacks, that's almost their test of if a quarterback is good enough, if you can handle a two minute drill situation. And again, I'm going to use that word, the precision that CJ Stroud was instrumental in that touchdown drive um, was awesome stuff. Yeah, my takeaway from watching the, all the videos, including the Will Levis videos too, go watch the Will Levis video, even if it's just to kind of learn that what traits they're not looking for in particular. But I came away thinking that it was also going to be CJ Stroud. He is the number one quarterback prospect in my rankings. Obviously, the Panthers don't give a crap about my rankings, but I just think that he is his arm strength underrated. We know that he delivers a very accurate pass. His numbers were off the charts. He's a young guy. He looks like a quarterback, like built like Joe Burrow, like you said, 6'3", 215, 225. That's going to be kind of his playing weight. And the big wild card in the group, and it comes down to that Georgia game that you talked about, is he scrambled his ass off in that yes. game. And I we didn't say that much besides that, no. but it's there. It was, I think he had scrambled 31 times throughout his college career. Six of them came in that Georgia game for 66 yards. Now, there's no Lamar Jackson out there, but there's a difference between scrambling on a third and five versus not having that in your bag at all. I think that CJ Stroud is going to be acing interviews, all that type of stuff with teams. And I think that his odds to go first overall should go up. I personally would make him the, the favorite after watching these videos. We'll see what the market is. They made Bryce Young a big favorite early on yep. i think that cj stroud his tape was excellent i think that people were either saying that he's not athletic enough or his arm strength isn't good enough or the offense uh doesn't translate enough i don't really see any of those concerns i'm with you i thought he was poised in a lot of situations could throw the ball down the field look at back at the the combine stuff he was throwing the ball just as far as anthony richardson obviously richardson has easier arm strength but cj stroud do not undersell him he's a very good prospect i think the panthers this was what they needed to do as an organization get excited about somebody for once and I think whether it's Bryce Young or Cedar Stroud, the fan base should be pretty excited. Big time wide receivers are important. And losing DJ Moore here, who was like a super consistent 1,000 yard, let's say like six touchdown wide receiver throughout his entire career, four touchdown wide receiver throughout his entire career, is, is difficult to replace. But if you have a really good offensive line, which the Panthers believe that they do, they've invested so much. We've heard from Scott Fitter that now it's going to be 
the fun time to draft these sexy players, right? As he called them, that's his words, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. <clears throat> so if you have book and tackles, you bring back Bradley Bozeman, which by the way, the DJ Moore deal, while it sucks, also frees up an extra $10.5 million for them to play with during this uh, free agent period. So that's great. Now it's up to Frank Reich, Thomas Brown, Josh McCown to create openings for wide receivers. So you have a protective shield among your offensive line and your quarterbacks get it to them. And you're going to add some more pass catchers as we go along. Okay. Again, I would lean very heavily to it being one of those two players. Next up is the guy that we were going to talk about next and Anthony Richardson did not ever get to him. Tantalizing, intriguing. There's no player like him that we have seen. He is the most athletic quarterback about to be to ever enter the NFL. Long history of Cam Newton mm-hmm. in Carolina. Josh McCown, he is not afraid to work with an athletic quarterback as well. I just think if you are the Panthers, and I'm going to maybe pull away from the suggestion of Anthony Richardson to make these entire moves to go up all the way to one, I would say even the most optimistic Anthony Richardson fan would say that he is currently behind Bryce Young and CJ Stroud throwing the football. The athleticism gives him this awesome floor that you can work with. But I think to make these moves, this quarterback now is going to start there in week one. And is Anthony Richardson going to start there in week one? I think it's possible, but not as probable as the other two names that we just mentioned. Agree with all those film takes. Also, if just because the consensus rankings are Stroud and Bryce Young above Anthony Richardson. If you are the Panthers and are in love with Anthony Richardson, wouldn't you first trade to the Cardinals at third overall if you think that Stroud and Young are going to go first? So to me, there's a reason why they're jumping over both the Colts at four and the Texans at two, and it's because they're viewing somebody above the rest, and I think it's going to come down to one of those two. Um, So I think Anthony Richardson is going to be a fun debate for probably starting with the Texans, but most likely whoever's going to have that third pick of the Cardinals trade out of it or with the Colts with that fourth overall pick. I think that's kind of the sweet spot. Then you get into your uh, Seahawks and Lions. I feel like in the world of streaming services, it is very easy to forget that you subscribe to a platform for just one show, one event, one game. And then get charged over and over and over again. We've all been there after checking our monthly bank statement. And that's just the start of the process. After that, you have to find out where to cancel, how to cancel. Click on this button, that button, email this person, that person. But now there is one easy way to take care of all of that. It is rocket money. It shows you all of your subscriptions in one place and then cancels them for you, whichever ones you do not want. And in fact, Rocket Money can find subscriptions you did not even know you were paying for. That's like an extra, you know, 5, 10, 15 bucks that you found in your couch cushion. Again, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money is over 5 million users and helps save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash underdog. That is rocketmoney.com slash underdog. Rocketmoney.com slash underdog. And I firmly believe the Panthers are still going to bring back a veteran quarterback, uh, whether it be Sam Darnold, whether it be, hey, Code Brissett, I could see. 
as almost that veteran. If they have have the money, though, if they have the money, if they have the money Um, now. okay, since it is a quote unquote top four quarterbacks, that's bringing Will Levis into this conversation Uh, based on 2022. I highly doubt the Panthers select Will Levis if Josh McCown has a say in it. He'll he'll Um, come back to our show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look. That doesn't include any conversations about 2021. Maybe they've watched and they've loved what they've seen of Will Levis. But just personally, I don't think he he will enter the conversation of the top two that we just mentioned. Yeah, but, good. With, but with that said, let's say theoretically the Panthers had to stay, I don't know, at pick nine or got up to pick seven, and they had to take the quarterback four of this class, and he was the last one on the board. I firmly believe they still would have taken – Will Levis rather than punt the position one more season. Well, yeah, thankfully they don't have to make that decision. That's a problem for another team. Okay. What else we want to talk about here? DJ Moore. I think just like, I think we have to talk about DJ Moore in fantasy, what it means possibly for the rest of the draft. I think those are the two topics that people are here for. Okay. Why don't we do like a quick quarterback landing spot now of, of the top 10. Okay. Mm -hmm. So number one, who would you like to go with? With the Carolina Panthers, CJ Stroud. I like it. Pick two, Houston Texans. It seems like they've always been the Bryce Young uh, team. You know, like that's kind of my feeling for it. So I'll give them Bryce Young. Okay. I don't want us to get like over our skis with CJ Stroud, number one. I really firmly do believe that Bryce Young is that conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. But I'm I'm pretty certain it's those two. But heck, I wish I wish I had an extra week back in the calendar in January to get that Anthony Richardson I told you. episode in. Oh, we tried. It was yeah. either that or or um, Brock Purdy and the Brock Purdy episode did pretty well. You know, uh, OK, Arizona Cardinals are in this weird spot now where they are now the pivot piece, the pivot pick of trading out or not. Yeah, they're in a great spot. I think if there is an Anthony Richards team that is totally in love, this would be the spot to go do it. Or it's going to be Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, um, yeah, the Cardinals have a bunch of bunch of needs, and I think that they should be trading down and acquiring picks because they have so many holes across their roster. So, really, who's going to be the team that really falls in love with Anthony Richardson is what I think the storyline going to be. Is it going to be the Falcons? Is it the the Lions? Is it the the Seahawks? Are they going to leapfrog the Colts? Do the Colts all of a sudden are they the team where they don't love Anthony? Uh, Richardson or, or Will Levis, and they have to go the Jimmy G route. I think the one thing is all of a sudden, because the Panthers were aggressive and they got this thing out of the way, the free agency moves are going to be very telling on how in uh, both the Colts and the the the, uh, the Raiders, these type of teams, the Titans, for example, how desperate are they? And do they love these type of quarterbacks? Because to me, like the CJ Stroud, I think every single team would at least have a lot of respect for CJ Stroud. Is he the first overall pick or top five? I think there's going to be some teams that will have Anthony Richardson as like a day two pick. And Will Levis is a day two pick because they're just, those traits are just way more volatile. And I think that CJ Stroud was going to be the one that was going to be very well respected across the league. I can't get Will Levis to the Indianapolis Colts out of my head. Now we also have Shane Steichen. I think it might be a Chris Bowd versus Shane Steichen thing and who gets to make that call uh, because we know for a very long time, Ballard is all about size and athleticism at the position. Obviously that is also Anthony Richardson and Richardson plus the mobility that Steichen just worked with, with Jalen hurts could be really fun. But now like we have that grouping that Carolina just surpassed, right? Of Seattle, Detroit, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Mm -hmm. like three of those four now, 
are going to be out of luck with a quarterback. It, and obviously yeah. Seattle and Detroit already have a good quarterback on their roster. They're the least desperate team. And all of a sudden they're getting players like Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. That's going to be falling because the quarterbacks are going higher where they're getting a premier player as well. Like usually looking at consensus draft board. I think the Raiders are going to like Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. I think that the Colts are going to have to make that decision. And those are going to be the two teams that have the top four picks. And I'm going to guess it's going to go Colts get Anthony Richardson because guess what? All the Will Levis traits that he has, Anthony Richardson has those same exact traits, but better, and he's younger. So, like, to me, I'm going to go with Anthony Richardson to the Colts, and then, like, the Raiders get Will Levis after sitting at seven. All right. Uh, by the way, a few days ago, was able to get a C.J. Stroud to the number one pick plus 225 ticket. That jumped down to minus 170 now, and he is now the favorite C.J. Stroud at minus 220 on a lot of books. Out there. I, I would say that's appropriate like that's kind of like the odds that i'm thinking it's like not a lock but he should be the favorite to go first overall i mean the bears are in such a uh awesome spot i i do want to give huge credit to ryan poles for making this work because he did not wait he made his move he also achieved getting a wide receiver who you know i'm never going to put you know dj Moore in the Devonte adams stefan diggs uh, Justin Jefferson tier of these wide receivers, right? Just not going to do it. But when you even talk about wide receivers, maybe in the third tier, below the A.J. Browns and the sorts, 20th right? 20th best in the league somewhere. D.J. Moore is right there. And yeah. as we have seen, you aren't able to get that in for agency, despite how much $100 million you have to spend. And it's very difficult to get that in the draft. So now the Bears will have pick nine. They will have all the way in the second round. Um, they traded the 33 overall, the uh, 32nd overall pick for Chase Claypool. Let's remember that they'll have the 53rd overall selection, the 61st overall selection, and again, a extra first rounder in 2024, and then that extra future second rounder as well. Offensive tackle Jackson's. Uh, I I don't think it'll be Jackson Smith and Jigger or one of those other wide receivers just because they have the three that they kind of feel good about. I think they'll take some uh, day two and day three dart throws at the position. But I think like offensive tackle, they're another team that could or they're a team that could be trading down. Uh, once again, the Bears are in a good spot. And I like this because uh, you, you want to bet on Justin Fields upside for one more year, but also at the same time, get some insurance. If he does not make improvements here, then you can get into the Caleb uh, Williams sweet stakes next year with multiple first round picks. So that's this was the right move for him. And yeah, DJ Moore, I would say he's like about the top 20th. Uh, wide receiver and we'll see what happens with them for DJ Moore, just just in, for fantasy rankings. Uh, I initially had him as my wide receiver 23, uh, assuming that the Panthers were going to be making an upgrade. I had to drop him down to wide receiver 35 just because how bad the bears passing game has been. They had 700 fewer yards than the Panthers did last year. Obviously that gap is going to close because they're adding DJ Moore and the bears wide receiver group was so bad, but this is certainly a, a downgrade for DJ Moore's fantasy outlooks. Um, so I think he's going to drop about a round or two um, in, in fantasy drafts, but this is great news for, for Justin Fields, Justin Fields versus Joe Burrow. They're both being drafted right around each other as the fourth and fifth quarterback, Justin Fields versus Joe Burrow. Give me the chat, Josh, give me your kind of 
guess there, Fields versus Burrow in about the third round of fantasy drafts. Where are you at? I'm I'm really expecting the Bears to add like six defensive linemen and edge players in free agency too. Like they really need an entire starting front four and to make their starters from last year, who some have departed into backups or end of roster talents as well. Mm-hmm. Like building up, building up the offensive line and defensive line and just the pieces that they have. It's it's going to be a really fun offseason from the view like sure you might now drop out of that will anderson jalen carter um texas tech edge rusher whoever else that That's top it. tier but you do have some still pieces you're still picking in the top 10 as well yeah and there's like offensive tackles and stuff that they can certainly be a part of and that's kind of the range that they're going to be in so yeah i think i think it's totally fine moving down to nine like i think there are some people like no don't move down to nine trade with the Colts so you can have the fourth pick and get one of those premier players are one of those premier players that much better than who's going to be projected to go 10th overall i'm not truly uh convinced of that okay would you like to name the players on the panthers wide receiver room at the moment um shy smith visca um terrace marshall Ter- yeah, Ter- I forgot about the ghost of Terrace Marshall. No. Okay, before everyone goes crazy, LaVisca Chenault was a glorified handoff wide receiver last year. He was running screens from the slot on almost an RPO action, and it was an extended handoff. Yep. So maybe a different offense brings them in to do that or ask them to do other things. But I would expect them to try to get some type of one-year wide receivers in for agency, one or two, and like you said, target a wide receiver at pick 39 um, and hopefully they get it right. I will say with the Panthers, 2023 isn't going to be a a down year. Trust me. We've seen some real down years by watching a Matt rule led operation, but things can get very exciting in 2024. I mean, the Panthers set up their salary cap to explode in 2024. They will be one of the biggest players next off season. So there might be some growing pains here, there, first year, new scheme, new quarterback. But man, in year two is, I think, when you put the pedal to the floor and really build it out along with a bunch of the young players they already have at the core of the team. Yeah, they're in a beautiful spot. I think this was a, this was a win-win trade in my estimation. It's, there's a lot of risk. Obviously, if you're trading th- basically three first-round picks, there's a lot of risk. But how do you get elite potential quarterbacks you have to take on some risk here so it's a a now or never move and i guarantee tepper was not going to go into this going with another mid-tier quarterback no you know this the past two years i was adamant that they would pass on the mac jones justin fields tier of quarterbacks two years ago i was adamant they would not take kenny pickett in round one last year and go back and look at a bunch of mock drafts suggesting they were going to take kenny pickett early in that draft I was certain they were going to trade up for a quarterback in this mm-hmm. draft. Um, and number one took a lot, but they did it. And, uh, you know, we just have about seven weeks of debate of who it's going to be for the number one overall pick. And really the best peek behind the curtain, the keyhole into the draft room is through this channel. <laughs> I mean, Panthers quarterback coach, Josh McCown, three videos, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young and Will Levis go and watch those damn videos on the channel down below. We appreciate all of you. I can't wait to talk about this over the next few weeks. This is my favorite time of the year. Monday for agency rolls in. We'll have instant reaction videos to every single signing that happens. So keep it locked. Keep it locked. Hayden, anything else you want to say? If you want uh, to know the insights of the NFL draft, you, you know where to subscribe. Yeah.
Right. You know, we we got Josh McCown and also just the greatest mock drafter in NFL history. That's it. All right. That's going to do it. Guys, this is the best. If you have any other questions, you can obviously find me and Hayden on Twitter feeds. I'm sure we forgot something in this dynamic. Can't wait for the Bears to spin big, draft big, and the Panthers to finally, finally find that quarterback to take them to the next level. For Hayden, I'm Josh. Up the Villa. We'll talk to you all soon. See ya.